So how are you, George? Very well. Thank you for asking. Um, keep saying, um, need to stop saying that. Um, it's my first day, uh, second day, actually, quitting cannabis, I should say. Uh, it's going well. Keep saying, um. But for clarity, you weren't actually smoking in last week's episode, just to make it. Clear. Oh, yeah. 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 Because obviously I saw the first comment I saw on there. Here we go. George is toasted. <laughs> I... I, I was actually I actually had my first nap in about six years. Um, I don't nap at all because, like for me, I spoke about this after the podcast. I just can't justify napping throughout the day because I don't feel productive. I feel like I'm just wasting my time, and I'm getting to that age now where like, I'm 23, 24 next month. I'm getting to that age where I feel like, am I doing enough for my age? Do you have you had that sort of talk to yourself? Yep, yep, am yep. I doing enough for my age? Am I in the position that I need to be? And I can't start comparing myself to everyone else who's 23 in their lives and what they're doing. Um, but I just need to remember where I started to where I am now and not compare. But I went through that, you know, it was the missus birthday um, the other day and we're getting older. I'm like, I don't want to get older. I'm, I'm thinking, I don't want to get older. I want to stay where I'm at. And then I was debating all this. So yeah, I'm in, a, in that sort of life situation at the moment. I'm thinking about, am I doing enough in my life? Okay. I, I hope, I think the last, like this lockdown, I must admit, I haven't, I haven't been stepping up the game as much as what I have been in the past. Um, but I'm determined to, you know, get back into it with the YouTube, that side of things. It's just been me being lazy, if I'm honest with you. I did fall out of love with it a little bit because it was quite repetitive. You know, it was quite, I weren't really getting the rewards from doing YouTube in terms of like the effort, you know, the, the thumbnails, the editing, all for it to get like demonetized on YouTube. And I was thinking, you know, I could invest that into getting more clients and earning money that way. So it's, it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. And the lockdowns, I must admit, like they haven't helped with my YouTube channel. And I've actually, you know, not lost motivation because I still, you know, I get things done every single day, but just that drive, I sort of lost that drive. And I, I need to get that back because even just looking on my engagement on social media, it's, it's the lowest it's been in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. 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 Same here. Like my followers have not moved at all. Mm. And I, and I want to get back into it. I want to start building a brand. I want to start, you know, doing what I do best. And that's showcasing what I do, being honest, giving people value. And, you know, I just want to get back into that because I do, I do really miss it. I must admit. Yeah. Um, it's just hard at the moment with obviously lockdowns and gyms and not po and can't post this, can't post that. It's just very all up in the air, but everything else other than that, outside of that is, is good. Training's been probably the best it's been in, in a long time just through me just nailing things better like sleep hydration things like that you know I've, I must admit in my off seasons in the past and, and and this off season I've been I've just been lazy with them like prep for me is a completely different ball game like I'm flicking the switch like robotic like I'm nailing everything every single day but my off seasons I just find myself after a while anyway just kind of losing that consistency that you sort of get when you finish a show and you're like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this in place. I'm going to go for walk, walks after every single meal. That <laughs> does not last. That only lasts a couple of Doesn't weeks. Last, okay. yeah. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. I, want to, I just want to treat like my off seasons more than like my, like my preps, if, I, if, if I'm honest. And I feel like I'll, you know, reap the rewards of doing that. So this, this, the rest of this year is just day in, day out, nailing absolutely everything. And see what 2022 brings but yeah training's been good um today i incline press the 50s for a set of 10 which i've never done in my life that's sick a higher incline um for 170 something pounds i think pound for pound it's not not too bad that yeah. um, 
I did I introduce the narrow grip because obviously we have that little bit of competition with narrow grip. Mate, I did 40, 42s for a set of six today. And not bad. It's, it's not too bad, but it was just such a new movement for me that these last few reps, it was like I was pressing and then the dumbbells were coming out. Stuck, yeah. they were back in like that, they were. They were just, yeah, it was just, I, was, I looked at that, I was thinking, yeah, they, they need a little bit of work, but just learning that movement again, I'll get back into that. Yeah. Um, leg training's going well. I actually found out last uh, last week, I mentioned last week, didn't I, about my adductor, so I don't need to go through that again. Yeah. So introducing just a little bit of work on that. Not Nothing too crazy because I do still feel, feel it and it's quite uncomfortable, but I'm not waking up the next day and it's like, wow, I can't walk anymore. Okay. But remember when I, you saw me in Tesco's that time? I thought, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a, so basically I went to the frozen section. I, I drove up all the way to Ultraflex, about about two hour drive. It was at the time. Um, I trained with Cooper and Meg and um, I was on the adductor machine, the gym shop one, really, really nice. And yeah. obviously I was just pushing myself. It's the first time the time I used it or maybe second. And I just, Cooper just told me just go for it. And I went for it. And this, I just felt something ping. And I was like, okay, cool. So I still went on for the rest of the session. And then I was walking around Tesco's and I was just hobbling and I was like, this is not good. Um, and then found out when I got massaged last week, I potentially tore it about 12 weeks ago. And I've still, I've just been training for it. Just been training for it like a madman and just found out I tore my fucking adductor, which is great. So that's on the mend. That's on the way back. Uh, it's not painful at all anymore, to be fair. It's only painful sometimes if I, like, if my leg sometimes slips and it's like, oh, like that's a bit of a, that's a bit tight. But other than that, it's outside of that mate business is starting to pick up uh, again you know gym's opening soon so more inquiries that sort of stuff yeah outside of that mrs birthday on sunday it was nice had a bit of cake i don't even like cake i just had a slice and i was like i've always been that person when i was younger i'd eat the icing and just leave the fucking rest oh of it. yeah that's the best bit 100 yeah, percent. i'm just just too chocolatey just sits it just doesn't feel comfortable for me so i just eat the icing and just throw the rest away yeah sure sure <laughs> yeah how's your week been yeah, all good, mate. To be honest, can't complain. Um, I think just touching on your on your bit there about sort of treating off season more like a prep, or at least having more of the routine that you had in your prep transition into off season. I think that's what I've been sort of very much focused on this this particular off season. I mean, even when I was in Dubai, like it was just as much as the routine in the day was a little bit different it was very much the same structure to meal patterns, the same structure to getting an expenditure, you know, literally ever since the stepped off stage, I've treated it like a, a prep, but with more food. But the, the, I know exactly why the, the reason why we all stop doing these things. Like we all stop going for the walks and we all stop sticking to the structures because it's fucking hard. It really is hard to stick to it. Like at the moment for me, the most difficult thing is getting up early enough and out of bed to, to, to box off the whole routine as I would normally, because in prep, I'm sure you agree. You wake up and you almost like jump out of bed because you're ready to go. Like your, your body's hungry. I feel like your body in prep is like, it's, it's hungry for work. It's hungry for more. It's hungry for like making your routine the best it could possibly be. But when you're in an off season, like right now, I'm, uh, well, <laughs> this morning I was fucking heavy i was 195.8 out of nowhere i had a weigh in like you um like i went up like two and a half three pounds overnight i was like christ <laughs> like just felt watery as, as hell 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much like the heaviest I've been. I, I will probably surpass that 196, which is like the heaviest I've ever had on, on that scale, um, which is the scale that I used the whole prep and the, the end of last off season. So I know it's the same. Yeah. So I will probably surpass that at some point. And, and my body just feels like just a lot slow, slower. It just feels slow during the day. It feels slow getting up. And I was actually a guest on a, on a podcast earlier and the guy asked me, you know, the usual question about whether you'd go assisted and things like that. And I, I just can't fathom how, like, for example, James Hollingshead feels. So I just, I can't fathom how it feel to have another hundred pounds on, on this. Cause James is like, I think a similar height to me. Um, if he's maybe a little bit taller. James about 5'11", if I... If yeah, he's, he's taller than me then. He's a little bit taller, but still, like, he carries, like, 300 pounds. Like, I just don't... I can't fathom how that feels. It must feel so bad. <laughs> it must feel so bad. But the thing is, you get used to it. So I think if, if, you, if you keep going up steadily, you'll eventually adapt, for sure. And then the routine will start to be held a little easier. But right now, ever since I've got into the 190s, I've had to be really strict with myself, like proper strict to get awake at the right time to start the routine off well. Because if I don't get up at the right time, I'm behind. I'm just behind off the get-go. I'm behind on the work that I need to get done. And then most importantly, I'm behind on meals and then I'm behind on fluid. And then, you know what that does? It just starts to then, you have one day like that and then it's two and then it's three. And then, and then, and then it's just, you've lost it, you know, it's as easy as that, isn't it? Uh, it's just a difficult one. And I definitely lost it last off season. I must admit, but I have not lost it this off season, but it's been, it's been hard. And I must admit, I think, I think I found it more difficult than, than prep in all honesty to, to maintain that structure more, definitely more difficult. And at times I sit here and I'm working and I feel really like mashed and tired from the overloading sessions and the food, because the food's really high at the moment. And I think I like, I'd really much rather feel really hungry right now Same. than like want to go to bed. Like, I want to go to sleep basically. Like sometimes like just, ah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, it, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that like, this is the upper end of the extremity at which we push in a, a phase that we're trying to add muscle and it's just the same as when you diet down it's it should be just as hard it should be a challenge if it's not a challenge then i don't think you're actually forcing growth i don't think you're going to come down looking much different if you don't experience that sort of like hard bit hard phase of a push-up 100 i i think i'm there at the moment um, the, the biggest change I've had to make this week is take every single stimulant based pre out yeah. because it's literally like, I mean, I've been taking some strong pre workouts. I must admit stronger than what I, I usually would. And yes, we know, you know, caffeine is an appetite suppressant, but the other ingredients in the pre workouts have just been fucking ruining my appetite for like the rest of the, like, I will take like, for example, pre workout the day before my appetite will be fucked from that day to the next day and I'll be right after afterwards. It's just too much for me. And little things like, you know, re reducing my intra workout shake to, I literally drink 500 milliliters now. I can't, I can't stomach 
really anymore because my appetite, like especially drinking EAAs and highly balanced psychodextrin when you're training, it's just like, mm. yeah, just yeah. getting to that point. I can't wait to summer until it's you know a little bit cold, uh, warmer. Sorry, and I can you know put the 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 intra workouts in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, but then the food gets so much harder because the heat the heat zaps you. The heat zaps you even more. Mm-hmm. Like it really does. Um, I was, I, I like, I think. I feel for people that have to consistently push up in hot climates because even in Dubai, I mean, I was post-show and my appetite started to, to dwindle a little bit because of the heat. Like I could quite easily go like and just lie down on, on the beach, which I did occasionally and um, like not, not, not eat a meal because I was, I was, you know, when you're hot and clammy, like you just don't want to eat. So I really like look up to people that are able to do that. But I guess to sort of maybe act as a bit of a take home for some people, like one of the biggest things that I've found that's helped me has been, so with the food side of things, really, really sticking to set structure with food sources that I know sit well. So my entire off season has been literally rice-based carbohydrates the whole way through. And I've not changed and I've not deviated from that, apart from the occasional off plan, um, but I've really not deviated from that and it's allowed me to sink the food pretty easily. Um, albeit it's getting a little bit boring, but I almost think that this reminds me of like when you used to watch those old like Jay videos where Jay would just eat like endless amounts of rice. And he'd always say, you know, like he, he just put, he'd put away like in his off seasons, 900,000 grams of carbohydrates and they'd all be from like, you know, the typical clean bodybuilding foods and he'd say how much of a challenge it was. But I ultimately think that that's, that's the reason he can get that high and still have a decent digestive function and still be able to, to keep going and keep gaining the weight. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that, that's helped me from a food perspective and appetite perspective and not crash too quick. So I think the people that crash are the people that add in crap basically straight away and then end up just like accumulating more, more and more rubbish throughout the rest of the off season. And then they lose more and more of the structure. And then before they know it, that their food's not even that high and it's full of rubbish anyway. You know what I mean? They just lose everything about the structure. And then the second thing is almost definitely uh, sleep and just being like almost to the point where I'm really strict, like I've said with myself, with a bedtime, which is set set in stone now that I actually feel really sleepy by 8.39. So I am in bed by nine every night. And that's a stark contrast to the last off-season. Like by the end of the off-season, it was pretty much most nights at midnight I was going to bed. And even like 10 weeks out of my, my shows, I was still going to bed at like half 11 midnight. So that routine and structures helped me a, a lot because otherwise I'd be waking up at, you know, half eight, nine again, like with, like I did at the end of the last office, you know, just lose half the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thirdly, just managing fatigue better than ever. And this is something me and Cuba have talked about a lot. We just, I think we ignored a lot of warning signs. And also when me and Cuba were training together, we have that same sort of mentality of, we must bury ourselves within this session and like more, more is good. And that's like, when we train together, we'd obviously always take four reps. We'd, we'd all always like on everything, we'd pretty much take at least one forced. And I think there's a time and a place for that for sure. But I think him training with Meg and me equally training with Loz, 
we've avoided that a lot more. Like there's there's barely any four reps. Um, oh, I'm barely doing four reps. I don't know exactly about Cuba. I'm sure he's doing a few, but I don't think he's doing hardly any as many as we were. And that management of fatigue then cross transfers into your appetite being better, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think that was a decent discussion. Yeah, uh, just to end that at the moment, what I'm doing that's found that's helped my appetite is. Like I brought my fats down. Like some meals, I would have the one, yeah. maybe fifteen up to twenty grams of fat in 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 a meal, especially on my rest days. I'd I'd go that high, um, but now I, I won't go over ten grams in each meal. I, I won't. I really won't because, yeah. it, and it has helped with my appetite. It really has. So that's one thing which some some people can incorporate. And lastly, I've just been adding in more fruit. Like this is the most fruit I've had ever in my diet. I'm not a big fan of fruit. I must admit, like. I'm very picky and selective about what fruit I use, but just been getting a little bit more fruit in has, has just mixed up for me, like, you know, frozen blueberries. I've actually been drinking quite a lot of orange juice, apple juice, different things like that have helped. And, you know, I'm still getting in my five a day. So that, that's helped uh, my, my carbs, you know, that's six, six twenty-five, six. maybe I've got a little bit over than that on some days, but it's just doing that for a long period of time, which has kind of done me over almost. And yeah, I'm, I've, I've I can fight it. It's, it's easy for me. I, I, can, I sit here and complain about the appetite side of things, but it's morning. I'm more than capable of, of getting in the food each day. It's no problem. It's just, just one of those sometimes where you, I just, I, I wish I could look forward to food. Like food doesn't excite me right now. If someone tells me, George, you want a bit of this? I'm like, yeah. Oh, it, it'll come. It'll come, mate. It will come back. And, you know, we, we'll probably do some form of resensitization phase for, for your appetite at some point, but I think right now we're both agreed that you need to just get some body weight on and uh, battle the appetite for a little bit to an extent. But anyway, moving on, we've got a guest. It's in the waiting room, BTS waiting room as always. Uh, exciting guest today and uh, excited to, to get into this conversation. 100%. Right. <laughs> set up. Working. good. Hello? Hold up, hold up, Ducky. You all right? You're in. <laughs> how, you good? how are you, man? You good? I'm good. How are you both? Very good. Thank you very much, mate. Save, save the best to last. I like your thinking, gents. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we honestly did, mate, you know, for sure. I think we had to have the trio. It's, it's an absolute must. Okay. So um, how, how are things going your end, mate? We always like to sort of start the discussion with, where are things at right now? Obviously, it's very exciting times for yeah. three of you as a unit, but specifically yourself heading back yeah. into another contest prep. So, so what are things looking like? How how are things going at the moment? Yeah, uh, big thanks for having me on, chaps. Uh, yeah, no, very very well at the moment. It's the first proper show I've been under some form of guidance. You know, having Cal, having Cal take me through that that recent off season with the boys by my side and creeping up to sort of one ten key with with relative relatively acceptable condition for for myself anyway was crazy so kind of transferring that mentality into this contest prep is is uh, has got the mouth water and obviously it's not ideal because we're all kind of separate at the moment josh is up at the grow room joe's kind of here and back at home and i'm at i'm kind of between two facilities but we've, it's only three more weeks left and it'll be a nice injection motivational wise when we do go back in april you know i think i'll be about eight weeks out same as same as Josh, and then Joe will have about three or four weeks with Joe before he flies away. So yeah, in a good spa- in a good space, mate. Uh, foods foods just come down this week. Cal checked in on Sunday, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, it, the, the mind is completely different this time around and, and, and uh, I'm in a very good headspace. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a really, really good sort of phase to what you go through. I think one of the things we were actually talking about off air is, is both myself and George looking back at our off seasons, we've noticed sort of issues with, with, you know, dints in our armor, so to speak, that, that, that are problems that have arise as a result mm-hmm. of staying in a phase for quite a long period of time. Like I did a two year mm-hmm. off season. George is doing a, a two year one at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that I've noticed with yourself is you definitely have taken things a lot more seriously in the last off season. And yeah. what, what was the main catalyst for that? And and maybe some of the things that you have done differently in that off season, if you yeah. have some of them. Yeah. Fantastic question. It, it, a big driving force from that was, was this time around. I, I don't want to just be Tom, the YouTuber. I want to be Tom, the bodybuilder. So, so having that kind of at the back of your mind, every single session, every meal, you know, it, it was a, a huge force to, uh, force to sit on. And I think because the off season was condensed to sort of six or seven months, you know, I didn't tell Cal I wanted to compete until sort of last minute. And he went, I knew it was coming, you know, and uh, the, the, the plan was to stay on and push on this year and, and get a little bit more tissue in areas that, that needed to, to kind of, uh, to come up, but to lose an opportunity to prep alongside Josh and Joe, not only from a physical, psychological, but also from like a content creation standpoint, it just seemed too good to, to not do. So Cal was happy with the work that we put in and, and we kind of ramped things up uh, from an anabolic perspective, from a training perspective as well, the last couple of months. And we got to the position where, you know, we're not going to win this show on size. And, and I understand that I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge mass monster, but the symmetry, the structure, the flow and, and the condition, uh, I think we've done enough to hold our own. So yeah, a, a big, uh, big driving force in, in that kind of condensed off season phase, which was, I, I found really enjoyable. Can we dive into like what you've done differently? I know you mentioned obviously you've done a lot of things different this time around. Yeah. yeah. Dive into more. Cause obviously I, I followed a lot of your off seasons in the past, but sure this one has been the best one i've ever seen you do yeah. take us through that take us through this past yeah year. the foot the foot was never taken off the gas and and with me in off seasons because the the, the coaching aspect for me is, is something that i need because I, I i can i can i can slip into ways that I, I don't want to fall into very easily and i need that person each week to go you look shit or you're doing this or you're doing that wrong or well done, you're doing this. And for me, that just takes that takes me to an area, you know, having Cal, having Cal almost kind of gas you up to a certain degree and say, you know, this is a whole different TMC. It's enough just to keep you going. But from a, a, a training standpoint, the last six months, um, it's just sort of, it's just true intensity, true training to failure. You know, I think every single one of us think that we train hard until we train with someone who, who pushes us harder. And having Josh and having Joe either side screaming and shouting and having that kind of uh, presence of a videographer as well, putting effort into content, it, it just takes things up a level. And uh, having those two to train with particularly who are, who are far greater from a kind of strength standpoint and physical standpoint, it just, it just, takes you to another level, you know, to the point where, yeah, they've got 10 or 15 kilos on me in terms of body weight, but I'm, I'm still going to fucking keep up with them when I'm lifting. I'm not, I'm not taking plates off, you know? So that, that, that particular environment with those two sucked in, just took my physique each week to a a totally different level, you know, a totally different level and uh, big emphasis on recovery, uh, much more frequent deep tissue work, much more frequent kind of uh, prioritization of, of sleep 
and and lockdown's been a blessing because I haven't been able to go out. I haven't been able to go raving. I haven't been able to go and drink and take drug, drugs and shit like that. It just, it's not, it's, it wasn't there. So that's a big part of lockdown I've seen is, a, is, is very beneficial. So uh, yeah, just, just literally ramping things up and taking shit a lot more seriously has been, has been the main, is the main, the main two, you know? Is this something that you're going to continue doing now that obviously we're going to probably come out of lockdown at some point this year? Yeah. Um, and hopefully not go back into another one. Is this something that you're going to maybe prioritise a little bit more in terms of bodybuilding? Um, or are we going to, you know, take a step backwards and just maybe enjoy life like you have done in the past yeah. and more now that the opportunities are there? The the latter, George, the latter. I'm uh, I'm giving everything to this contest prep the next the next 12 and 14, maybe more if I choose to do a few more, few more of the shows. And uh, once that's done and I've kind of redeemed myself, it will be very much, you know, enjoying myself again getting that balance back and and most definitely we will we'll continue training but i feel like i would love to enter a new or a slightly different avenue within the kind of field of fitness and and i'd love to start sort of getting back on to uh boxing and mma again so we'll, we'll see what happens but for the time being the priorities get this show done redeem myself have a good or try to enjoy the summer fingers crossed everything does open up again get a couple of uh holiday trips in and then uh yeah, we'll kind of we'll reassess then. You, you said about having a coach being one of the things that was fundamental for you to make progress as a bodybuilder. Yeah. Now, obviously, I know you're very much invested in your business. I know that you, you know, you produce a, a heavy amount of content and that content production, you know, takes time. It also takes, you know, stresses to mm. a degree, meeting deadlines, putting out, putting out fresh content. Um, is there any way that you've sort of strategized your business and the development side of things that side um, to be able to still be a really, really good bodybuilder? Mm. Because I feel like sometimes people who have got a big passion for business, it mm. does sometimes fit very, very well, but equally it can sometimes be something that pulls away from mm. the daily routine and obsessive nature of, of being a bodybuilder also. Yeah, totally. And, and, and I started to feel that, that occur and that's when I reached out to Gigi and said look let's start working together went and had a coffee up in Shoreditch and and uh just blown away by his his uh his detail into not only what he would like me to do as an individual but also what he would plan to do in the future and I and I'm very stubborn when I choose to work with people and I, and, and uh, I think that is may be a downfall but I'm so picky with uh, with, with everything to do with the whole content creation side that it would take me a lot to either work with a videographer or uh, a graphic designer, for example. So when Gigi came along and, and I saw the plan and, and we were very much on the same page and we've been friends for a while, you know, when I worked with PTC and, and Luke Johnson. So to have him there, just dip in and out was perfect. And then, so he covers the kind of the uh, training footage and content on the member site. And that just allows me to do my usual sit down podcast, mic weekly uh, content surrounding a particular topic and it's very easy to, for me to edit and upload so the stress of having to kind of get instagram content members content and youtube content out has dropped completely and that just gives me ability to now wake up do my cardio walk the dog do my check-ins plan for future business you know ventures like the ibiza classic challenge it's happening very soon so it just makes my life a hell of a lot easier and allows me to do my job at hand at the moment which is be a bodybuilder have you taken a step back from coaching in general over the last couple of years and focused yeah. more so on, on sort of the member site, 
in your yeah. content creation elsewhere? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd never had huge numbers anyway. Uh, I, I was always more so into spending time on the creation element of YouTube and Instagram. So that did take time and it still does take time. You know, I, I'm, I'm a perfectionist in the sense that even when I do a vlog, if I'm not happy with a certain, you know, if I sit back here in the setup and I'm not happy with a certain shot downstairs in the kitchen, back down, I go with the camera and I change the lighting. So that, that does take time. And uh, I never pushed numbers with coaching and, and you very rarely see me, if ever say I've got coaching slots the the list of uh, you know upcoming potential clients is so long on 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 on, on Gmail, but it's uh, a, a push. I'll probably do five to ten. It's come right back down now to a couple, which is fantastic because what we're doing at the start of April is have this twelve week IB for Classic Challenge, where they'll have a one to one coaching with me. Then they'll have weekly up weekly chances to win prizes. They've got flights accommodation to Ibiza and uh, it's, it's, I kind of want to create not just like a transformation challenge, like your generic ones that you see, but I want people to use this opportunity to start to become content creators within the fitness industry. So, you know, I, I start coaching them. They're prepping for this challenge. It gives them the chance to start filming, do four days of eating training videos. So it kind of, I want to just kind of uh, come off this generic path of like transformation challenge. I want to kind of broaden it a little. For me, what, what's what's your ultimate goal with everything now? Because I know you've got you know a very successful member site. You know you're doing things like the uh, IB for Classic. What what's the ultimate goal now with with everything? Is it going to be more towards the member site side of things? Because I know you've taken a step back from YouTube and obviously prioritised more of the member site stuff. Like where where's where are things going? Uh, yeah. What what do you want from all of this? It's uh, uh it's a good question. It, it's uh. I'm 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 I'm, ne I'm not really one for planning really far ahead in the future. I never have. I always get this Instagram can I what's the five year plan? Is you know I, I share Luke Johnson's understand. I could go and hit, get hit by a bus tomorrow, and there is no five year plan. So for me, and and a po possibly again another downfall not planning that far in ahead is that I don't I don't look to one year or two years. I very much live in the moment, but have an understanding of like the next few months, like the next block. You know, I kind of look at it more as like a training block. I've got in the next 12 weeks, I want to do this, which will be able to set me up for this. Then I can reinvest back into the business and do the clothing. And then it's, it's, it's kind of, that's the way I structure my mindset in terms of business. So it's, it's never really that old five years, sit down, kids, car. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of off that, off that path. So yeah, it's, it's, I can't really give you an answer for the future, but it's, uh, it just continue galvanizing the market and, and, and uh, ensuring that I'm the kind of go-to as soon as a topic arises. Tom, it's on the site, boom, boom. But uh, in terms of the member site itself, I very much want to start to, and we're getting Gigi on board to do a series here for like editing yeah, and which is kind of covered the business side of things for people that are stepping into the fitness industry. You know, it's very well, we can teach them about nutrition and training, but what about the, you know, the people that want to make a living out of here? So we're talking taxes, we're talking about how to run finances, investments and things like that. So that's an area that I want to particularly tap into. Yeah, 100%. Um, what I really like about what, what I've seen from yourself is you're always planning, you're always ahead of the game. You're never, you know, not knowing what to post like, like myself at the moment, I'm sitting here fucking twiddling my fingers. Like, what do I post on Instagram? There's nothing to post, but whereas yeah. yourself, you're always ahead of the game. You're always planning. You've always got something to post. Mm. I really like that. That's something that I need to, to do with my, myself. And yeah. like that's where you've taken your, your biggest step in terms of your content and the quality of your content and just how efficient it is. It's just mm. by you planning out that side of things 
um, and just being consistent with it. Like you're very consistent with it, which is, which is. Yeah. Really- and, and it's only a, like a week or two in advance. You know, uh, when I used to work with Shredded by Science, who's now the PTC, they would plan months in advance. So when we were looking at the G sheet, I think, fuck, you know, you know, they've got content for September here. This is crazy. Whereas for us a lot, we, we can kind of ad hoc post, you know, if you're training the gym and, and I don't particularly want to post that day, I can always just put up a, a video of me doing an RDL or now that Gigi's with me, he will take so, so many photographs in the gym that when I sit down on a Sunday and plan my content, I can go, right, there's a picture of me like looking odd. And I can just, I can just put some wanky McGregor post in. And sometimes they do better than informative posts. So it's like the thing with Instagram is like, it, it, it's tricky because you can spend time and hours and effort putting uh, research into a post about intermittent fasting and it will get barely any shares. And then you put a, you know, a, a a Joe Brightman shot of yourself barely clothed and boom, you know? So uh, yeah, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about content creation and posts. Just, just hit, hit that one, one or two week in advance and just makes life a hell of a lot easier. George talked a little bit about your, your future goals and, and, I, and I know that you don't tend to plan for those. I'm, I'm interested to know about a little bit more about your, your why, especially with bodybuilding. So like for reference, I definitely bodybuild pretty much solely for myself. I'm not, I'm not too worried about the result and its reflection on others, apart from the fact that I now represent obviously a result in, in me is a result yeah. in my business, which is mm-hmm. huge. Mm. Now for yourself, obviously I know that y- you love bodybuilding, but I equally know that you love so many other things in, in life. So with bodybuilding, yeah. like, is it, are you more driven by the why of of you getting on stage and proving it to yourself or are you very actually driven now by what the results or speaks volumes in terms of Mm. other people looking at you and thinking okay he achieved this like do you get what i'm trying to ask yeah 100 percent. this particular this this particular time around is the why is to completely obliterate previous physiques on stage yeah. That, I mean, that's just like, it, it's, it's, you know, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, right, it's about time to take this seriously. We can't just keep rocking up and then eight weeks out going, oh, I'm not going to off season now. Or then like eight weeks out going, I'm more concerned about how I'm looking at Ocean Beach in IB for an eight weeks than actually being on stage. Yeah, that's yeah. gone now, you know, and, that, and that's maturity. You know, us males, we tend to mature a little, a little slower than females and, and we can all hold our hands up. But what, what the, the, there's a certain element of, of competing that I love so much is that it gives me the structure and time to just religiously put into future business ventures, content planning strategy, because sometimes in off season, you can, I, I fall into the trap of a, me and Brightman were having this message the other day. It's hard to kind of keep up an appearance and post in off season. It really is. Cause from a physique perspective, you're like, oh, I don't really want to, I don't really want to show myself off. I don't look great. You know, un- well, unless you're Joe who looks fucking ridiculous in off season. So, you know, he, he, he's okay. But for the vast majority of us, like, what do I post? Yeah. Bulking. And, but there's not many buzzwords. Buzzwords don't do well in off season. You know, you look on YouTube off season bulking compared to contest prep shredding. It's like, boom, boom. So the, 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 the why for this time around is to, is to redeem myself, but it's also to, to really keep me grounded and, uh, and, and ensure that I can kind of set myself up for for next year's business and 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 you know this uh, and, and future investments really so yeah so it's, it's a bit of both are you are you competitive in nature have you yeah, always yeah. been competitive 
Yeah, and that's why I had to stop team sports because I'd do well in cricket and then someone would fuck up and then I'm in the change room. I'm saying, you're shit. You know, I got to do swimming, I do a swimming gala. Swimming was the kind of turning point because it was went from, te- there was teams, so like relays, but then they were like, right, don't put Tom in that because he's going to fucking lose his head. Put him in the single 50 meter butterfly and then I fucking rinse everyone. And then I've only got myself to blame. So yeah, it, I'm always competitive. And I don't really have any siblings, so it's not like that kind of brotherly or sibling kind of competitiveness. It's just, it's just uh, I don't know, I think for the vast majority of us, it's just ingrained in your DNA when you, you know. What, what's, what's the goal competing wise this year then what, what do you want to achieve top three win yeah I, I mean it's just so odd because I, I don't know who who's competing this lockdown who, who's got access to equipment I'm, I'm, I'm every session I tell myself how grateful and how much of a position that I may be in more in terms of more favorable because then maybe I'm competing with that haven't got this so I'm not taking that for granted but uh, I think we've got the PCA it's a PCA uh, I think it's been changed the East Anglia to Hampshire for that particular date and I've got the fit X one uh, at the start of June. So, you know, uh, it's always weird because you say I'll oh, top three or I'd like to win the show and you kind of don't really mean it. And, and I, I, all I want is just kind of obliterate that, that body power, uh, body power physique. And, and uh, I think within my particular physique and structure from a classic standpoint, if we can get that condition in with the tissue that we've gained in off season, then we can probably hold our own and challenge for that top three. So yeah, to answer to a, a good top three placing in each. Now I've noticed your biggest improvement this off season, probably your legs. What's I've seen cluster sets, things like that. What, what, what's, what's been the secret behind the, the yeah. leg of this past? Yeah. Uh, Accurate, to begin with accuracy, you know, and, 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 and seriously to, to the point where we almost reset in movements, dropping that load, going to full knee flexion, really understanding and connecting well with certain movements like the leg press and the hack squat and really leaving that ego at the door. And then once you kind of uh, mechanically, neurologically got used to that, that's when the load started coming. And that's when Josh and Joe entered and then it just took a whole new level, you know, and it is, it, 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 environment is key. There's no way I could have gone, gone and done six plates on that Cybex hack without Josh and Joe screaming or without the videographer or without the environment. I'd been stuck on four and then pushed to four and a half. So the, the biggest area for leg development, and it's still a weak body part of mine, but it's improved to the point where I do think it, it, it's, it flows better now and the whole physique looks a lot more balanced. But in terms of the actual progression, in terms of the size, it was, it was just having those two. It, it really was. And, and having them say, no, it's not failure. You've got one more and going, oh, fucking hell, okay, there is one more. And, you know, just really pushing that upper limit. I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people struggle with though. It's like the understanding that they're actually not at the limit. And mm, yeah. Lot, so many people think they are. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I can see that now, you know, I, I can see it. And, and you can see the the fakes. You can see that, you know, that you've got three. I trained with uh, uh, Jack Rayner, you know, Jack Rayner, is it Rayner trainer? A like, yeah. lovely guy, but like yeah. fucking well, nice guy. Yeah, yeah. But he came, he came to me because he was like, oh, I'm doing, and then that, that fucking RPERI is a whole different conversation. You know, it really is. But, you know, he came to me and I think he had one week of failure. And it just, even that concept just made me laugh. It's like, you've actually, right, this week's to failure. But, uh, you know, I was training with him and he's like, one more. I was like, there's at least three or four more there. Believe me. I'll take you through, you know, we can, you focus on eccentric load and I'll get it up for you. But that's like that, that, you know, and the vast majority of people don't have that understanding of true failure. And uh, 
I, even if, when I go and train with the next person that's probably stronger, faster, fitter than Josh and Joe, it will take me up to another level. But they've taken me up enough to, to a point where I've seen some decent progression. Yeah, it's it's a skill, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why you know we could, like I said, you could go on all day about the RIR thing, but that's why it's one of the biggest downfalls, in my opinion, is just you don't get enough time spent training hard enough. And when you don't get time there, you don't get better at it. And no. It's as simple as that. If you're no. training one week every five weeks, that's mm. basically 10 opportunities a year to train. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> train I know. Really yeah. I know we shouldn't, I don't know, we, we can get into it if you want, but I, I just, I under, I get it. I understand it. And there's certain individuals that can take it there and do well with it. But even then I, I look at that and think your recovery methods are on point. You know, you have the ability to eat, sleep and grow. Why not push it further than that? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's an odd concept. All of us, we get content. Like when I trained with uh, you and Kuba, AJ, first time, you get content when you train on your own. You feel like, mm. I'm doing enough, I'm doing enough. But then when you train with someone else, it's like, yeah. like, like you said earlier, it's like, fucking hell, I need to step up my game here. Yeah. Uh, far behind. So that's, that's one thing which I, I'm trying to, obviously outside this lockdown, I'm going to try and train with someone that's better than me, bigger and stronger than me and, yeah. me and actually make me look like a little bitch because that motivates me to train mm. fucking harder because yeah. I get so comfortable sometimes training on my own all the fucking time. Of course, but that that's all walks. You look at all athletes, you look at all elite athletes, you look at boxers, MMA fighters, they're training with people that are bigger, faster, stronger than them because ultimately, you know, it's going to, we could, if we were on the same level playing field, it's like, yeah, okay, we're just getting by, but you throw someone who's better in, into the mix, and then that's when we start to elevate. Yeah. We can change tack a little bit and go a little bit yeah, yeah. into business. So I've been asked this question a few times. I think it's a good one to throw to you for sure, because you've been, been in the industry for a while. Um, and what we, we see as the fitness industry now is very different to what we've seen in the fitness industry five years ago. It will be five, five years time. It will be very different again. Yep. So what I would like to know, and I think for, for the listeners is a bit of a value from yourself is, is what would be your advice for someone that's starting out now in the last year or so, mm. how are they going to stand out? What, what are things that, that they can do to essentially start to make a name for themselves in what is, Perhaps the word is saturated, but I think the word is just maybe, I don't know whether saturated is the right word because there's always going to be saturation. There's a lot of people, um, yeah. whether it's saturated or not, I don't know. Um, but how, how can people really start to make a name for themselves? How can people mm. be you? How can people be at the, the level that you are? Yeah. You know? I think what's key is is understanding your strengths to begin with, because you're going to have you're going to have different individuals in the industry that are, are very sort of competent and stronger in their own areas. So educate. Usually what you find with a lot of educational individuals is that they're, they're quite monotonous and they're a bit placid. So from the entertainment value, you're probably not going to get that. So it's best that we probably don't do like day in the life vlogs and trips on holiday. Cause it's like, well, you're a bit dull, mate. So yeah, let's leave that. You just focus on the, the, uh, the kind of education side. And then you, if you are, you know, charismatic and you're, and you're a natural behind camera, essentially you're going to get a lot more scope and engagement with the entertainment value. And I was listening to uh, Victor's podcast with Callum and uh, the muscle mentors the other day, the one about PEDs. And he said it, he said it, he said that, the entertainment aspect within the industry is going to far excel all the time. 
Because once you see a relatable person, you fall in love. You know, Chris Bumstead, you almost fall in love with him more because he's a down-to-earth guy than it's a stunning physique. So, but but that shouldn't sort of, that shouldn't then delude you with the uh, understanding that you have to force force a particular character or force a particular kind of stance in order to, to gain traction. So just, just focus on those strengths. If it is education, then, then potentially tap into an area and just become the best person at that particular area, you know, and, uh, it, it, it I always, I always kind of feel stumped with these questions about advice. Cause it's, I'm, I'm, I, I've never followed a book, you see. So I've never, I've never, I've never gone in and thought, right, tomorrow I'm starting the fitness industry. By week one, I need to do this. It's just, it's just, you know, I've, if, if sometimes it feels like I'm fucking winging it. You know what I mean? It just feels like a fucking hell. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I, I thought it was like last week I was in GNC selling serious mass, and now, you know, I'm making triple that from Insight on a monthly. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It really is. So. Maybe I'm not the best person because I'm not uh, this fucking business guru. That, I mean, I can't get into that at the moment. They're, they're doing my heads in. And I think the the uh, that's an area that really needs to be assessed is these people that have done well in online coaching have then taken it upon themselves to become a business guru because newbies are in the fitness industry, seeing business guru and thinking, I'm, I'm going to follow his shit. And then they start following it and it's just absolutely dire. Absolutely dire. So that's why I'm really trying to pump a lot of time and energy into this building your socials aspect and really kind of tapping into you as an individual and how we can broaden and how we can, how we can expand your abilities to help you in the long run. Do you, do you think people are scared to be themselves now online? Do you think people are scared to show their true identity? Yeah. Huge, huge, massive, because you see what's happening. You know, you look at, look, you, everything is being attacked now. Everything has been, you look at Harry and Meghan most recently last week in the space of seven days, it, it, females in particular i mean it's jesus christ this woman has just sat there and said she's thought it's suicidal thoughts and then and the us lot are going no she wasn't she was fine like the inability to take things serious in life now is horrendous and that is having an effect on people's ability to be open you know i feel like this no you don't you know or like you have to be an alpha male you know in order to do well so i'm i'm for me, I'm very thick skinned. You take one look at my YouTube. It's just, you know, there's about 25% of all, all, all this gear and you look like that. And you think, you know, that doesn't phase me. It used to phase me when I first started. It really shit me up. I didn't, I didn't, hated it. I was scared and I didn't want to post anything, but then you kind of get used to it. But yeah, 100%, mate, 100% people are very fearful to, to be themselves. You choose the worst place for it. Worst. Place. Oh, horrible. So on my channel, especially, there's so many people that can just easily sit behind a screen and just mm. fucking put whatever comment they want. Mm. And it's sometimes sometimes it can be quite hurtful. I must admit, you know, I I, I try and not take it to heart as much. But mm. you know, you do get like a hundred comments, and that one comment can can piss yeah. you. It really can. It, 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 watching, man. Mate, it did Josh Bridgman the other day. If you followed him on Instagram, so just a small comment can just. Poof, throw you off it happens to me sometimes you know and like when it goes when it goes personal when it goes deep it was about a missus or you know and then that's when i think well we can either parlay you want to ext ex you know expand on this this is the address and we can we can push on but like careful because you're in, in that territory that I, i'm not really comfortable with but uh you, you know it you have to you have this industry in this particular social media realm that we all work in we have to be very thick-skinned if you want to progress 100 percent. it's it's yeah, uh, that's that's one thing which I see a lot now on, on YouTube and stuff like that. And what's holding people back is just 
especially people ask, I'm sure everyone's got a message before about how to post on social media, having the confidence to do it. And I can see why a lot of people don't do it anymore is because yeah. you know, they're, they're scared of getting this hate. They're scared of getting people, because so many people nowadays can have a comment. Everyone's got a comment about everything, mm. about everything nowadays. And it's just, yeah, it just really, really does bother me. I, mu I must admit. Um, what was I going to say? I totally forgot what I was going to say. AJ bumping boy. I forgot. Okay, sure. So, fucking I up. think one thing we haven't covered. I really like the business chats. I'll think of some more business questions. I'm sure to cap off. But yeah. from a from a nutrition element, people are always interested in nutrition. Yeah. And we we obviously had a, a fairly in depth discussion with Joe about nutrition. Yeah. And I did bring up actually a, 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 an issue that was raised in your video about the granola situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flexible <laughs> diet and some things. I know that you've always been someone that has had a little bit more of a, a flexible approach or I guess a more inclusive approach to what foods you allow within a yeah. diet. Um, and that's refreshing. Now, is this something that you believe you'll, you'll stick with for the entire prep this year? Um, or are you planning to go towards maybe having cow give you a set structure and you just follow it or is anything going to no, change? I mean, aside from the granola, the, 90% of the diet at the moment is quote unquote clean. It's very regimented and it's very strict. And I said to myself when entering this comp prep that the blander, the better, the less excitement, the better. And it's working for me thus far. It really is because with I'm such a foodie, you know, yeah. with me, if I, if I, I would go down the route of like, or if I take a bit of this out and then I can put that and then I can get a Nando's in a bit, you know, if I, if I, if I, if I hold off the granola and then I have a little bit of fat left, I can have, so it just gets into sticky territory with me and, and the blander, the better, there's no excitement. I'm eating for fuel. I'm eating because I have to eat and get the protein, fats and carbs in. There's no excitement. There's no bit, there's no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm saying to Joe, what are you doing? Binging mate. You know, I'm, I'm taking one up on him here. I've got Josh Bridgman. Eat, I've got Bro Josh Bridgman eating pop chips. I'm thinking, whoa, 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 you know, so they're just these little, these little uh, psychological battles. But yeah, apart from the granola, mate, it, it's very, it's very bland. Of course, at this stage, seasonings and, and different flavors are going in, but then come 10, eight weeks out, I'm re very much ready to, to go hardcore. Yeah, brilliant. I, I tend, I tend to agree with that for sure. I think, yeah. I, th I mean, personally for myself, I did a whole prep, one of my first and my second prep pretty flexibly. And, you know, including, including like loads of foods that you just wouldn't really see in a bodybuilding yeah. diet. And, and the, my relationship with food, the end was, was, was not good Terrible. because I came out of it with the whole fixation on my fitness pal and yeah. trying to just add and add and add whatever I wanted. And yeah, I think, I think for sure it, I think you have to go through that period though, oh, 100%. to be able to develop an understanding and awareness of where your limit is with flexibility. 100%. And, I, 100%, and I don't want people listening to this thing, oh, I can't do that now because you look at some of the likes, I mean, even in my old coach, Luke Johnson, his prep was very flexible and he had his glutes in, you know, like fucking hell. For a first time show, he looked incredible. Mm -hmm. Then you look at the likes of Nunes. I was, I'm, I, uh, I very much enjoy watching people eat when I'm on prep. It's just weird, you know, habit. You know, I watch a lot of Gordon Ramsay. It's just instinct. Out comes the marmite and I'm like, right, get Gordon on. And I was watching some of Nunes's and Nunes, when he was just absolutely diced, was like, oh yeah, today I'm just going to have two bits of bread, get some jam, cup of banana. I was thinking, fucking hell, this is like one of the best natural bodybuilders just having a banana sandwich. <laughs> 
and it screws it, it, it crosses people's wires because like hold on that doesn't work you should be eating this so it's refreshing to see but everyone's different and for me at this current stage having that kind of more strict approach to dieting is working far better far better i must admit i am the exact same i like last prep i mentioned this in the last podcast i was doing the 10 cow jellies i was doing yeah. baking soda into the oats yeah. I, really, I just kept it bland and boring and kept it the same old. So yeah, it didn't yeah. me, me to do any of that. And, and that's definitely my next preference, something I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing. Um, in, in terms of your macros and food, what, what's it looking like at the moment? Is it? Yeah, we've had, we've had the drop. So we're down to training days are on 200 protein, 450 carb and 60 fat, which is fine. I, I've not been a huge fat kind of guy. In, in off season as well, I've been more so wanting to kind of prioritize carbohydrates and been happy to do so. And then fats get bumped up a little bit. So rest, rest days are, are slightly more tough, slightly more tricky because we're, we're down to 200 protein, 250 carb and 80 fat. So at 12, 14, 15 weeks out, it's uh yeah, it's, it's quite low, which is cool, but it, you just have, you start to implement those, those contest prep tactics. You know, you, we push mill one back. We have things like five HTP, nicotine gum, uh, black coffees will usually kind of take me, take me through and then just prioritizing and focusing on work and, and things like Xbox, you know, I jump on the Xbox now for a couple of hours and play with the boys. You think, Oh shit, it's time to eat again. So it's just about keeping the mind busy and, and, and it's, and it's doable. hundred percent. In terms of the like the prep rate of loss, if you if you attack the first phase a little bit quicker than in previous preps, have you come yeah. down harsher? Has it been a more aggressive beginning? Yeah. So this is end of week coming up to the end of week six, and we're down about ten key. But now, but now that the so I've gone from one ten to ninety nine, and that weight's creeping up a little bit again because we've obviously introduced a new uh, new stack design. So slightly more anabolics have come in. So it's very much now going to be based on on visuals because we will find ourselves in this kind of position where scale weight stays pretty stagnant but with what we're using from a lipolytic point of view and stack design we're probably going to possibly grow into this show whilst whilst fat's coming off so uh yeah it's nice it's, it's it's good you know it's not usually i've adopted the approach where it's quite slow and then harsh yeah. Whereas I've quite, I found this particular phase quite well when mood's good, training's still good, but we've taken 10 key off the frame. I'm like, oh God, this is cool. And then we can kind of not cruise into it per se, but you can understand my sort of thought process about going into the show now. What was your previous um, stage weight? The low 80s. I think it was 82.7. And what are you planning this year? so hard because yeah. it's, it's the first time using this particular style of anabolic stack design first time having cal on board you know and already seeing what's happening to joe who's like hasn't budged weight and his conditions come in it's like imagine if i could get on stage at high 80s you know and and, and have eight kilos with glutes in in the space of a year and a half to two years so uh, honestly it's very very hard for me to put a number but i would i would say knowing me and knowing my body and knowing what needs to be done from you know getting rid of body fat in those fucking stubborn areas for me which is my ass and, and, and my uh and, and my glute uh, my ass and my lower back yeah probably mid mid to high 80s would be incredible i'd be i'd be very happy for those stubborn areas have you been using anything already on them have you been using any vasoburn or anything like that have you used vasoburn in the past yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I've used that in the past around around my stomach, and it's had great effect. I was very much into the kind of combination of like topical yohimbine and oral yohimbine. And uh, one prep, I was using Helios, which is like a basically injectable. It's injectable clen 
El Carnitine and uh, Yohimbayan, and it was from Enhanced Athlete. Do you remember Enhanced Athlete, Tony Huge? Oh, I yeah. Where, yeah. Remember yeah. him? I don't know where they've gone. I think they're still about, but uh, very, very strong, like incredibly strong. And and what happened in two weeks using that was, was crazy. But, you know, at this point, we're just kind of keeping stress low, you know, not putting too much stimulation through the body and the system. There's no, there's no real need. I think we'll, we'll come in fine. But even the sort of site injection, spot injection of using things like growth hormone, for example, have been crazy. You know, my ability to keep my stomach relatively okay through jabbing in, my, in, in that particular area mad and and josh and joe will say the same you know that kind of localized fat metabolism from growth is is massive it's huge um i was going to dive into more aj have you got anything else to add on that sorry from a nutrition standpoint i think i've covered everything if if you were closer out i'd be asking you questions on peaking and things like that but it's too soon to ask so um i think for now we've got a roundup on on where you're at nutrition wise yeah, 100%. Um, did you, you put a question box up? Did you get any good questions at all? Because normally we put a question box up. And put up crazy late. They were pretty poor, to be honest. <laughs> they, were like, they were like usual. There was lots of them, don't get me wrong, but they were like usual Q&A questions. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with the podcast. No, no, no. Always, always the case. Um, so I wanted to just touch upon, like, for example, your, your posing. So I saw, obviously your pose I, I saw you at body power actually when he was up against brandon i remember the crowd quite a big crowd if you remember yeah yeah um, one thing i really like is you're very you're very artistic with your posing um, yeah so what what goes into into that like are you a big poser in, in the off season do you do you start in the off season and practice or is it just a case of you know contest prep throughout because the, the mistake I made in my contest prep is I, I did practice my posing, but I never practiced on a routine and I just kind of made it up yeah. on the spot. But when I saw what you did on, on stage, it was, it was far, yeah. far, far more impressive than mine. So yeah. Um, um, the, the my, my, my auntie's uh, was a dancer for her whole career over in Spain. That's where I get the moves from. I'm light <laughs> on my feet. I like a two step now and again, but uh <laughs> What will happen is I'll, at the beginning of the contest prep, I'll choose my music. So now the music's in and, uh, and and it may be just I'll put it on in the background when I'm working and I'll visualize right that into that turn into vacuum into. So, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm not religiously like this has got to happen over the duration of maybe like eight weeks. I kind of put together pieces and then combine it. And then once I'm happy that at that point, then we'll start practicing the, the particular routine and uh yeah, like looking at rough, rough diesels uh, posing. Well, I can't, the 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 song I think was the "I'm a Survivor." Remember, remember that one? Yeah, I'm I mean, a just, classic. I think yeah. just fucking blew me away. I just thought that is incredible. You know, that is absolutely incredible. That is what you we need to aspire. And I think particularly with classic, that that I would love for for classic judging to include posing. I think that would be fun. I think if I think they used to do it. I think back in the day, there was a particular criteria for posing within classic. If they could bring that back, I think it would be brilliant because it is a chance to showcase your physique that isn't just your bodybuilding dubstep. So it, 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 I would love to, for that to come back definitely. But yeah, no, I love it. I love the, uh, I kind of look at it as I would within my content creation, everything artistically, everything is fluid and, and moves well, you know. From, from a routine perspective, everyone loves a bodybuilding routine. Um, and what I mean by that is your day-to-day routine, not actual posing routine. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what does your day look like? Let's take take us through a training day. 
What does yeah. it look like from from wake until you go to bed? Yeah, so I mean, I, I there's no sort of set sleep and wake times. It's if I'm going to bed at eleven, I'll add on eight and a half or nine hours to that, and then I'll wake up. But okay. usually, I'm sort of I, I try and aim to be in bed at half ten. I'll put on on uh, Headspace and and be out by eleven, and then that way I know if I get up at sort of half seven, I've had a good eight and a half hours sleep. Sure. So at the moment, upon wake, it's it's hydrate. I've even kind of got to the point where I'm not even having any any uh, sugar-free squash or electrolytes just just being anal about right I'm using these lipolytic components these the growth hormone that you hear behind the clan I don't want anything to negate those so it is just my uh, half a liter of water cardio is in every day now so I jump on the bike and the bike's been brilliant so I don't have to travel to the gym I can just get the apple watch on I'm on the bike I tend to get my heart rate to 130 bpm and then once it's at that set it for the 20 instead of kind of warming up so uh we do that cardio is at 20 minutes every day now but once the heart rate's still elevated i'll jump off and then go for my steps and i'll try and get a good sort of four and a half four thousand steps the bulk of them done in 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 the morning so uh by the time i'm back at about sort of half 10 11 get that heart rate down and, and in goes meal number one and and that'll be 90 minutes before training and at the moment we're training at about 12 12 30 i'm kind of waiting you know, on, on the owner to say, yeah, you can come in at this time. So that's why I'm looking forward to when the gyms are open, I can get like, right. The routine and the structure is yeah. back. I'm not, I'm not waiting on any, Oh, we've got to train it at three today. Cause that really, like, that will throw me off. I'm so OCD that that seriously like, does my head in, but thankfully we're in at 12, 12 30 and uh, still intra workouts are in carbs are in EAAs post-workout staying the same. And uh, once we're back and had that, that second meal, then I'll have a, a work, you know, I, I tend to kind of work later on in the evening. And, and I think a big area for a lot of those, and we mentioned this about those entering the industry is kind of don't get caught up on this 5am club. You know, we must get up at five and everyone's going to work differently. I'm more productive in the evening, like doing these now. I'll jump off and get some work done. And, uh, but then I have the ability now to kind of switch off. I have my support max, the blue light blockers go on and uh, I can chill out. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's beautifully monotonous and I, and I very do much enjoy the, the contest prep side of things. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's not too exciting. And with rest day, like today, I just push back more number one. So I, I tend to get up a little later and, and kind of prioritize an extra sleep cycle. So if I can get a good nine and a half, 10 hours in, I will do the cardio, take the dog for a walk, take the dog for a big walk. And then in goes meal number one. And then I'll have my pro fat meal. And then uh, yeah, same kind of structure, same sort of setup. Fantastic. Have you had any problems with, I know you mentioned obviously about timings with the gym. Have you had any problems with that? Because I, that, that's my problem sometimes. Yeah. Timings and mm. your hopes up and you're, oh, I'm not going in today. It's like, fuck. Yeah, it, only, I think I was training at Kings for a little bit, but that was like the evening before you're coming at 11. We've got coming at three. It's Kings Mitchum. It's like, drop me out. I, I cannot. Do you know what I mean? I need that. So then my, my friend Ignacio, who's a powerlifter, uh, who trains at 7R <clears throat> said, look, come, come with us. You can, we're perfectly fine. You create your content in their film. And even that environment of having him do six plate fucking deadlifts is like, Oh shit. You know? And, and, uh, I'm very grateful to be in the position with Ram. Um, we were, I was training at Fitnastic, which is a gym up in, in central, but I think the, the police came last week, even though I was sort of saying to the owner, it's legally, I'm allowed to be here. There's no issue. They're like, no, 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 no. We've got to close up. It's like, all right, sweet. So yeah, I'm four days a week at seven hour at the moment. And then that training frequency will increase once we all go back. And, I, and I'm, I'm 
I'm predicting that Callum will probably just align all of our sessions and squeeze the most out of this sort of last final phase with us all together. Okay, sure. Awesome. AJ, anything else to add? Um, I've pretty much asked everything I wanted to ask. I think it's been fantastic and I can tell you, you you've been on several podcasts, mate, because you, you, you answer very concisively. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very cool to hear. Top man, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you very much for your time, mate. And uh, as always, to the listeners, thank you for the support in the episodes and uh, we appreciate you tuning in.